down. Here we go. Hello, guys, on Sport Plus Life. A real pleasure. It's kind of a reunion of sorts. It's in London, Waterloo, so hopefully the sound will be all right for you. I've got my main man, a uh, good friend and former sparring partner on a boxing podcast. He's still on it, toe-to-toe. It is the one and only master knowledge, Spencer Fearon. Spence, great to see you. How are you? This is a total, a total blessing to, to, to see my, my old buddy. We, we constantly keep in contact, and it's kind of weird. We're more, more in contact over on social media and stuff than, than sitting <laughs> down and speaking with you. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to be around you again, man. You're a good person, man. Well, you're a good person. You've just given... Um, quite a decent amount of money and also you've bought uh, breakfast slash lunch for a, for a homeless man who came up here so that's there's a lot of kindness there and I wanted to get your take on this because my whole point of doing this sort of just like audio blog slash podcast and I've spoken to Darren Barker and he's talked about how boxing helped him through tough times and ingrained him in, in certain kind of attributes in his life like discipline and ability to bounce back from from disappointment and live in the moment but it's kind of trying to get, get a meaning to why we're obsessed with sport why we play it why we watch it why we sort of lionise and adulate the people in the, the heroes. And you've been a, a boxer promoter. You've worked on different sides of the sport. You're now a pundit and also a motivational speaker. So you kind of got lots of strings to your bow. What, as a as a performer, as a boxer, what did the sport give you? Maybe when the first when you took it up as a kid, but then what did it give you as a as a man? What did it teach you? Um, it gave me a sense of purpose. I would say that that boxing gave me a sense of purpose, and it also gave me a sense of unity and identity. Unity to the fact that in our old um, amateur club of the Lynn AC, it was very, very diverse, very, very multicultural. Where you had everyone in there, black, white, uh, you had Irish travellers in there, you had uh, uh, Romani gypsies. Yeah. Uh, and that's what they were calling themselves. People get upset by the word gypsy now, but um, to, to my travelling community friends, who are my friends, they, they don't get offended by it. So it's sort of normalised people from difference yeah. and the fact that walks. people are all the same, walks. but, you know, different... Yeah. Yeah. different colours different religions but kind of effectively the same yeah exactly and I was very very fortunate to, to, to have that um, and it did it gave me a, it gave me a real real sense of identity and also cultural identity because my and I'm saying cultural identity not race identity but cultural identity to know that the, the culture that I loved emphatically was actually boxing professional boxing and I would stay up till late hours I would always I, I, I had a paper on at the age age nine just <laughs> wow. so just so I could get the boxing monthly and ring magazine and KO magazine yeah. you know what I mean so I'd save the money from doing the paper run and no, I'm not telling the truth sometimes I used to nick it out of the shop because <laughs> I was I trust like that you know what I mean it's all, it's all love but no and I would have so I would constantly read history so I was I was embellished in the history of the sport which just made me love boxing even more and then participating in it. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate that I, that I had that. that I... Did it give you discipline as a kid, I suppose? Um, to, to, to a certain extent, but it's, it's not the fact of um, discipline. What happens is this, is because you're constantly practicing something, um, there's, there's the regiment involved in boxing gives you the discipline. I don't think I was that disciplined on anything else because everyone knew me as a bit wild. Like anywhere I could burn burn a candle, I'd burn it wherever I could see wax at the top, <laughs> middle, round the side, anywhere. Because I, 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 that's what I was like. I was very, very, um, very free spirited. Yeah. But as you get older now, now I'm starting to feel the discipline. Now it's like, what's it? I can say like, uh, alcoholics will call it a moment of clarity. I reckon now I'm starting to get that moment of clarity. You know, I'm you know, being amazing. I'm like embracing my, my uh, embracing my grazing my in my in my bed now, or or, or, or doing stuff 
So, but you are disciplined. I mean, you 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 sort of adopted Islam, and you're you're now in the middle of Ramadan. So, you know, you're we're kind of met in a cafe and I've had a cup of tea, but you haven't done that. You obviously are a disciplined guy. Did that partly come from boxing? Well, the thing about it is, it's like people turn around to me and say, like, oh well, like ain't Ramadan hard? Um, it's really easy for me. Well, I mean, like really easy. Now, it could be two things. It could be two things. Mind over matter. Uh, it's it's taught in Islam is like um, once you're Imam, your faith is very very high. Yeah. The barakah, which is blessings, will, will come to you and the fast will become easy. Mm-hmm. Now, not once in, I don't know, the last maybe decade has fasting been, been difficult, even on longer than that. I remember fasting at times when I had fights. It, it, well, yeah, but that's, there was a practical yeah. kind of connection to boxing yeah. that was there. Yeah, because you got to fast anyway, yeah, because when you're cutting weight, when you're, when you're, when you're cutting weight, it, it is difficult I mean, if, you think of, if I think of some of the, the crazy yeah Darren Barker Darren Barker could tell you some of the crazy things <laughs> that he had to do to cut weight we, I mean to cut weight was, was very very difficult but is it dangerous do you think weight, is, weight issues in boxing yeah. I saw Michael Buffer tweeting about it, it yesterday is, it, it is if it's not done properly you know what I mean but I would say Things, things now because like with dietitians and nutritionists and nutritionists and stuff like that, it, be, it should become more easy. You think that, right? But everyone's body is different, and everybody' uh, molecular structure burns off fat differently to other people. So everyone, yeah. everyone's different. There's no blueprint to, to making weight. You know, it's people, quite simple. People's bones weigh different amounts, don't they? Which people probably work, try and work out why Carl Froch was always pretty much walking around as a super middleweight. <laughs> probably something internal. What about? Um, because the metaphor of boxing in life, obviously the Rocky films kind of spell it out, don't they? You've got Rocky's life and you've got his life in the ring and it's kind of connected that way. And he talks about you getting hit in the face, nothing hits as hard as life. Is that act of, of getting punched in boxing, getting back up, uh, that kind of contest, is that, is that something, a training ground for life in terms of, you know, bouncing back from adversity? One, one million percent. Um, I, I mean, I had a decent career, but I didn't accomplish what I should have accomplished, but that was never my career. Because you have to think about it. Um, when people ask you what you do for a living, you're meant to say you live for a living. That is what you do for a <laughs> you living. Are. Yeah. Right, you're right. This is, but people get too confused. I'm not, I'm not a computer uh, analyst or a banker or a, or a trader or any of those kind of things. And I don't want to be pigeonholed to say like, that's my life because it's not. My life is my life. And, you're, and, and life has to be perpetual. I mean, people get confused between what was it motion um, and and progress yeah alright and there is you know what I mean like a bit busy yeah yeah right yeah. exactly and when you speak to certain fighters you say like oh well why didn't you perform a certain way and they'll say to you nah well I know like the one after that I've been promised a world title fight so I was just going through the motions right so you're, try, you're telling me that going through the so motions you're living in the future yeah exactly you're going through the motions you're not you're not you're not actively being progressive yeah do you know what I mean? You're not really present. You're not right, there. Right, exactly. You're not. So you have to, like I'm saying, you know, like I always say, like, if you if you don't step forward, you're always going to be in the same place. Going through the motions, a rocking horse goes through the motions. <laughs> but you, going, a pendulum, you know them pendulum balls? That's going through motions. You've it's always... No progress. You've always seen quite harsh on yourself. I know because at Sky Sports, obviously, talk about world champions all the time, get world champions in and talk about your boxing career, sort of, in, a, in, in sometimes a disappointed air, but for, for many people out there, you lived the dream, you were a professional sports person, which... A lot of us amateurs never got near and, and that was the, the, the dream or we kind of respect that. When you look back, you kind of intimated there that you could have been better than you were. Is that frustration? Because that presumed, that wasn't technical, was it? That was something no, psychological, was no, it? No, it, maybe, maybe, maybe it could have been a bit of both, but technically people knew what time of day it was. 
let's not be boasting. You got to ask these guys. Yeah, um, in the gyms. But, right, exactly. But I'm trying to say to you, like, I'm 44 years old. I got a beautiful missus and four wonderful children. We've got a really nice home, and my missus drives a really nice car. And there's <laughs> nothing, and there's nothing that she wants that she cannot have. Yeah. I know I'm winning in life and people that have got to realise this part here is like it's not just about having belts around you or not having belts around you it's about championing life and I really understand the physics and the chemistry in championing life because my com- I'm not in no competition with anybody yeah. at all someone look at me as competition in business that means that you're really hating and if you're hating on me then you're hating on the universe per se or the creator of the universe that's who you're hating on you're not hating on me you're hating on that but, but, I understand it but what do you learn from you said that kind of underperformance in, in fights that you had what, do, what do you, how do you bring that into life now and your motivational speaking your work as a, a boxing pundit at Sky realising the moment is that something you approach differently now what, do you relax more into it than perhaps you did in the ring in the, when you were a younger man no it's like when I was uh, you see all of this like me doing I'm just doing Spencer Ferron now yeah um, and so confidence to be yourself more yeah yeah it was like I reckon when I was fighting there was, there was I used to put so much pressure on myself you know what I mean there's times where I was in changing rooms not even changing rooms but at home before leaving out and I'd, I'd cry I'd burst out in tears I'd be crying yeah. but then I'd give it all that bravado and like this don't care attitude but really truly I reckon if I was to flip back the page now and speak to a, a 23 year old me that's, <laughs> that's 21 years ago now right yeah. sp- for me to speak to that kid then I would just, tell you to, yeah, just just take it down a bit. Hence, why I, that's why I, I reckon I've been brought into many a fighters and prior to fights or after fights that asking me to pray with them. That to me is a big thing, and that's not me. I'm not taking religion into that's no spirituality has nothing to do with religion. Yeah, I'm taking spirituality to deal with you as a fighter, and everybody needs that 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 embracing or that 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 hug or, or you know what I mean they they need it. And it becomes like Because we look at boxing Like this macho small Oh my god No I can't We do Everybody needs that hug And I'm saying When you start to find yourself And this is the truth I'm telling you It's like Over the last Month or so Especially going through Ramadan I, I believe now That I'm I'm more so Finding myself I'm saying like Before I'm finding myself And it used to be on like A cocky uh, 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 I don't know Belligerent Mannerisms and it's like now it's like seriously I'm really getting that, that moment of clarity because before I want to do things like to make myself aware now I'm doing it because I want everybody to win and I will just like I've come on the train today and there's a lady and she was she looked like she was some victim of something and she was bald headed and and she she had like legions in her head illness I did she, yeah. she looked like way in pain right and um, and I'm just coming to meet you and I'm going to, and I said excuse me I'm not trying to check your brain thing. I think you are absolutely beautiful she had like eyeliner on. she was actually a very good looking lady mm-hmm. though, right and and I said to her like I'm, I'm and she looked at me and I said like, I'll rate you because you're embracing whatever you're embracing and I was saying like it took for ages my missus was oh, like why, yeah. Yeah, why don't you just embrace your grades in your bed and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like nah nah you know were you dying your beard were you all these years no, no. What I was, no. What I was doing, I'd cut it. I'd cut it so low that you couldn't see it. Or what I would do is like, what's that? Like um, Les Brown, the motivational <laughs> speaker, says he uses mascara, and like there's an eye, and I'll just brush a little bit. It's not all of it. Let's brush yeah, a little yeah. bit to hide it. I'm saying I'm embracing. I'm, I've known too many people that have died 
And I know you can't get grey hairs in a grave. No. Well, I got grey. I got plenty of grey hairs. But just, just what you're talking about there about the um, kind of overthinking things in life, because people re- resonate with that. Not necessarily in the boxing ring, maybe in the boxing ring, maybe on a, a sporting field, but more so, I suppose, you know, going for a job interview, going for a first date if you've set one up online. Is that overthinking things and, and, and not being in the moment? And, and, and do you feel like when you talk about a guy that you know quite well, Anthony Joshua? How impressive is that about that that guy that he can distance himself from all the noise? Because I suppose pressure is something we create inside our heads, right? Because anyone else can say anything they want to, but it's it's how we react to that and how much we buy into that conversation around us that can that can take us out of the moment and take us away from from maximising performance. Uh, you know what I think it is, is? I just think like somebody like Andy Joshua is just being amazingly blessed to have the parentage of what he's had. Yeah, I mean his, his mum's um, devout Christian. His dad's actually a Rastafarian. So imagine like you're encompassing yourself with those two philosophies. You know what mm. I mean? They're pretty similar anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think he's he has what gives you that, a peace of mind, is it? Yeah, I think he's been I think that's it does. No one can't tell me that doesn't because I'm I'm living proof of that. Yeah. So I think that he's embedded with that and that's that's what's made him more grounded. He's just a grounded human being. Um just the other day, did you see just the other day like he was driving his car and he stopped and he gave this woman a wad of money. I don't know. But he filmed it and he I gave it. I think I heard about it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Right, he gave it to yeah, yeah. right? And, and a lot, there's certain people that could be upset. Oh, why is he doing that? Why is he shining off that he's doing it? He should just go do it, yeah? Yeah. Right. I'm saying, Anthony Joshua shining and then saying that I'm, I'm letting somebody else touch on my shine will encourage other people to go do things or to shine. Yeah. Do you understand? Because we're well, the heavyweight champion of the world's doing this and it seems like it's a good thing. It's heavyweight like encouraging kindness. Exactly. And, and, and the thing about it is this, is like, there's, there's certain times things where people could do things and it does become, what's the word, um, gratuitous, right? Yeah. They think, ooh, ooh. No, but it's not well, done. It depends if a, you're doing it for effect, if you're doing it for, right, uh, right. for, for status. Uh, right, I'm saying this. Andy Joshua might do that anyway. The reason why? Because by him, by him shining... Is going to encourage other people to shine. You change, change, yeah, change perception of masculinity, don't you? As well, and it's interesting. Johnny Nelson on um, on Instagram, you follow him, obviously Sky Sports um, colleague of ours and former world champion as well. He does a lot about Brendan Ingle at the moment. A lot of that seems to come through the way he resonated in Sheffield and the boxing community was was encouraging kindness to community and inclusivity. Do you think if leading men through boxing or through sport demonstrate kindness, vulnerability? those attributes do you think that's a game changer for, for the world I guess and for, for men in particular I, I, I believe so but there's an old saying and like it's used regularly in Jamaica like don't take my kindness for weakness yeah. and unfortunately there are certain people who are uh, who are selfish yeah. so now you've got to look at it and say to yourself that you've got to take yourself and be totally unselfish but they've been taught to be selfish right presumably somewhere in the line yeah of course they have been because you've got to think about well where does this nature come from we've been taught to be selfish because we're living in a selfish society and we're living in this supposed dog eat dog world right yeah right so then defensive right exactly so number one is this like i'm trying to cut down on meat so i'm not going to eat a dog and i'm not a dog by my behavior i'm not going to be a dog i'm i understand like the keys to all of this is that to spread love we don't spread love enough as human beings yeah. we just don't because it's not the in thing it's not it's not seen to be hip or fashionable so that's it's crazy in the boxing ring isn't it because people are after that innocence after the the, the final bell goes even with like david hay and tony bellew recently after the, all the animosity there's that that human connection do you think where do you see that contradiction with boxing that you you can knock nine bells out of another guy 
but almost develop that respect and have that empathy for each other? Is it using each other to challenge each other, but then I guess having that connection well, underneath? I, I think when, it, when all's said and done, you get certain people that hold on to things, certain people that don't hold on to things. If you've just fought your heart out, you're looking at this guy who's your competitor that, that, that brought you to the limits that you had to fight your heart out. Yeah. Or you had to be disciplined. You had to, you wanted that bacon sunny, but you just said, no, yeah, I can't eat it. Or if I do eat, I've got, go, got to go on an extra run tomorrow just to cut weight. You know, uh, I've been to stay away from my beautiful missus because, you know, all these <laughs> kind of things. Energy, yeah. Right. And that's more psychological than anything else, right? So, all, all, all you've, you've gone through all that. You've, you've borne that brunt. I'm saying, of course, why shouldn't you want to embrace the person who brought you to the, brought you up to that level to say, right, then, well, here's your opportunity now and you're even going to shine. You're even going to shine you're going to fall. But what people don't understand is this is like the, 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 the active mindset of winning is it's never the result because happiness is is not a destination it's a way of life so you have to look at it like it's 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 the the hard rounds that you did in sparring that make you win it's the hard you know, it's, you know the time when I walked away from boxing my last pro fight and the nice thing was this Baba Tunde Ajayi got an award the other day at Alexandra Palace Alexandra Palace was the last place that I had my my first my last professional fight against Gilbert Eastman for the Southern Air title and yeah. he beat me in four rounds he stopped me in four rounds and I remember and that was Tundi that was Tundi's first ever time in, in work in a corner okay but me and him just got on and I knew him from, from the environment from where he was he's he quite coaches popular. Anthony Yard now yeah he coaches yeah. Anthony Yard who's a fantastic prospect who's number two in the WO ratings at light heavyweight and I'm with Tundi and and then on Saturday Tundi gets his, his award and he's extensive speech he remember he says Spencer where was, where was your last fight he said it was right here and I'm getting the first award at this <laughs> same place the first place that I met Anthony Yard when Anthony Yard won the championships in the box cup was at this place. And you can't tell me that this is not God. This is him saying this. You can't say this is not God. And he said this in his speech. It's kind of touching to me. Yeah. Right? Because I don't believe in coincidences. I don't, I really don't. I believe I believe that everything happens for a reason. And if you if you if you don't work towards that reason, then that reason becomes that reason will go against you. You've got to work with your reasons. Yeah. And and like being being in that moment of, of of fighting when it's all said and done why shouldn't you want to embrace somebody that has made you better yourself yeah do you know what I mean? it's opponent, not the result yeah. but yeah. they've made you better yourself and, and that's just a way of life there are many guys who were boxing when I was boxing who who, who, who did far better than anything that I did do you understand? With, with less talent, like, you think? Yeah, sometimes? I, I, maybe, maybe with less talent, but they had something they, they were talented to be more dedicated. They were talented. Mentality. Right, exactly. Right, they did all of this. But the thing about it is this, like I'm saying, they put everything into this game. <laughs> and when it's all said and done, because remember this, Oscar De La Hoya said it really well. And unfortunately, he hasn't attributed this to his life because he's suffering from problems and all the rest of it. But that's the... the, 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 the the unkindness of an unforgiving sport if you're looking for forgiveness in it. Yeah. Right? But Oscar Dora is saying like boxing is actually 5% of my life because I've got so much more yeah. dexterity to myself. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I'm looking at this. We like to label people as what they, uh, right, exactly. what they do for right? Yeah. And I'm looking at that and I'm saying that absolutely, and like, I always took on to that philosophy. So like, and we're talking like 99, um, 2000, at that time I always had that in my head like this is not just my life because this alone isn't going to define me. Because life pockets into so many different things and then they accumulate into one unison. And as I look at this, we're either going to exist 
coexist or non-exist. It's up to you to choose. Yeah, that's, that's well, well put. How do you deal? We talk about coexisting with opinions. We live in the court of public opinion, social media. You, as you say, you're kind of on there um, for boxers. Now they deal with with that kind of that connection with fans and for people out there who may not be boxers how do you deal with that because you get positive negative get comments lot, things get, like that how get, do you how do you deal with it is it not, it's not getting too gassed by the good stuff or no, no, not getting too down no, by the no, negative no, how do you, or do you just live in your own head and, and, and judge yourself I guess you know what it's like I don't need no validation from anybody number one I've learned this you know what I mean yeah. if, I, if I'm valuing myself on the opinions of others that means that I'm, I'm lost it's hard enough to know yourself like right. anyone else to know you right? exactly yeah. but what I will do because like people don't see like I've been I've been fortunate enough to, to to be in environments where I can I can do a lot of charitable things or I can introduce other people who need anything I so I, I try to live by that I try to make someone's day every single day yeah. and like and if you do that and like making a day doesn't mean they go give them money making someone's day could just say just to compliment some, somebody it's like we, we find it so difficult to compliment somebody else if I saw someone with a badass jacket on right now I'm going to say oh, you know brother I'm feeling that jacket you like, my, you like my denim jacket do you right exactly no, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I'm lash, that's, that's no. coming with me after double denim right yeah exactly so but we have we, it's like we have a problem in, in, in complimenting people we have a problem this is human nature so I'm going to compliment because we're insecure right because we're worried about ourselves <clears throat> and giving something listen away listen to me more so than anything and that's why we live in a sneaky environment and I'm trying to say I'm, I'm going to do the best I can not to be sneaky or not to be like I get, you know what I mean I get called every, listen on social media I get called everything under the sun what's interesting because you know I'll tell you this because as a, as a white man I, I, and maybe it's the way I am I'm not very high profile to a certain extent I don't get a lot of commentary but I very rarely get hate messages uh, but I know the women that I work with right. white, black whatever get right. a lot of abuse but as a black man do you get a lot of oh, tailored man. abuse? I get, of course I do but the thing about it is this is like it, does, it doesn't matter you know what I mean because you're meant to get that abuse because you don't understand like what that abuse is yeah do you know what I mean that abuse is trying to say to you it's fear, like, is it? yeah well number one is this it's like I'm not, I'm not basing I'm not basing my lifestyle on other people's opinions number one that, that doesn't matter to me right yeah and if I, you know what I mean, if I was to do that, then I'd be lost, and I wouldn't be able to accomplish the things that I'm doing right now. Now I know from where I've come from, or, or, or the backdrop or, or, of society of where I've come from, or should I be doing what I'm doing right now? Should I be doing like the world's number one boxing podcast? Should I be doing, you know what I mean, should I be uh, motivational speaking with one of the world's leading greatest motivational speakers of all time, who is now my friend and mentor in Les Brown? Should I be doing all of these kind of things? Should I be headhunted by? So many big companies, you know what I mean, that want me to be there to be to be helping them and yeah. for, for should all well, these things. Well, you, you, I mean, you mentioned Les Brown there, and I've heard a little bit of his stuff. I heard an interview with him say, "Is it the complexion of connection talking about sort of the difficulties for black people in America to, to make a breakthrough?" Now, I guess sport has become a kind of meritocracy because ultimately, if you're good enough. You, you make it because coaches will pick you or in boxing you'll win the fight right, okay that's but, cool but, that's but, cool but, 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 but who, who's the management well yeah who but, are the TV but, companies okay, who are the yeah, owners yeah, 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 I was right. going to say to you do you think society is getting more meritocratic so that if you get the right mindset if you put the performance in if you have the talent and application is it is it a fairer fight now life do you feel well it's a, that, that's in sport and entertainment I'm not really interested in sport and entertainment because I think that the the people of colour will always excel in sport and entertainment 
know what I mean? Scientific fact, right? You know, we've got this because it goes to the, you go directly to the market, right? Right, exactly. So, well, I think we're going to excel. I think where we need to excel uh, is is in the boardrooms. Where we need to excel is you know in management. Where well, it's in, more intangible, right? The, the, right. Yeah. That, that's that's where I would feel more at ease if I saw more people of 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 color excelling in those in those areas. Yeah. You know I mean, what happens is you get one or two that will sneak through. Do you understand? And when they do sneak through, they're so frightened to really give their real opinion. And that's and then because they won't give it, because they're thinking, well, I want a pension at the end of the day. Or I want that. And it's not being a rubble rouser per se. It's about opening dialogue so we can so we can know one another. Because unfortunately well, the, the weird thing is, well, we worked together for years. I lived, I grew up in the West Indies, so I was actually a minority when I was, you know, four, five, six. The, weird, the funny thing is, the people, and you know, this as a kid, like my daughter, doesn't doesn't even notice any difference between between races or, or anything like that. You know, barely gender. She's three years old. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, the color of color, sk- color, color skin is like whether you like yeah, cheese or ham. It's, it's not why, it's not a fundamental should, asset. Why, why is should it? your daughter see that? Because you're not seeing that. Because listen, all it is is everything is is um, inherent to the energies that are around you. Yeah, but it's, them and, it's them and us culture, right? right. It's fair. Exactly. It's fair. Of, of course, yeah. of course, it's fair. Now, if I was to turn around and say like, with well, my daughter's my second youngest, she's two years old. She doesn't know color. My um, my son is six. He doesn't know color. The reason yeah. why he doesn't know color because it's not an issue of of color. Because what you have to understand is people are just people. Yeah. Energy has no color. Yeah. You're gonna know when you meet someone. And you just you, you feel it in your gut. <laughs> I don't I don't suck about that guy. You know when you get that one that suck about that guy. It's got nothing to do with skin well, tone. You, t- well, you talk about when you when you started boxing, and you realised that that kind of broke down barriers, and you realised that people were eff- effectively the same. Because you almost divide people what into to kind and unkind, and good, and people yeah. that are struggling yeah. struggling to be good, maybe. Yeah. Listen, what I realise is that people are just people, and that is it. So good or bad, or whoever you're gonna go get, people are just people. You know what I mean? One of my closest friends, Andrew Harding. You know what I mean? He's his mum's Polish, his dad's English. Could you imagine the girl, <laughs> like when they and they then and they got together like in the in the in the late everyone's 60s. everything going back right. Enough, right? No, no, no. But yeah. no, I'm just trying to say yeah. to you. So could you imagine like the stick that yeah. they must have got? Yeah. Like and I, to my mind, I was saying these are two white people. Yeah. You know what I mean, one of my one of my best friends, Edmund Clotty, we're in nickname country. His mum, um, Miss um, Miss Jula Edwards, is an actress. She was one of the, she was the first black actress from the UK yeah you know I mean to ever make it on screen yeah right uh, she passed away now God rest her soul in paradise and she was like you know I mean she was she was like oh imagine this I left she's from Sierra Leone I left Sierra Leone to, which is West Africa to come here to marry a bloody foreigner and I'm a kid hearing her say this <laughs> and I'm saying what are you talking about your husband's African he's from Ghana and did like ain't Africa Africa do you understand and I'm and I'm West Indian I'm black West Indian I'm thinking like Right, exactly. There's been tension between West Indians and Africans, right, in the past well, as well. well, so, well but that again shows just the, the, the ridiculousness well, well, of, of well, it's, it's understandable. Identity. If you, if you if you go to Africa, there ain't no tensions. Yeah. Right. If you go to I've been you go to Africa, there ain't no. 
Well, so positive. We, we look for difference, don't we, sometimes in, in life. What do you think now about the internet, the way it's blown things open? Though? We're doing this on a, a little chat on my phone. We can put this up on the internet. People can listen to it. Hopefully, a few people um, will do that. But has is that, is that changed things now? Because there's not those gatekeepers there that you talk about in society, perhaps as much that now people can become a YouTube star, you can become a rap star, you can put music up on there, you can become a country and western singer in your living room if you want. Right. And potentially get an audience. You don't have to wait for an agent be white or whoever to, 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 to say okay yeah that's good we'll, we'll, we'll put you to the market I think I think that is superb and what it's done as well has taken away uh, that sense of entitlement you have certain people who get in a position they think they've got a sense of entitlement to try and block other people and what I realise is that when the universe blesses you nobody can't stop that blessing Yeah, you can stop that blessing by not activating it but nobody else can stop it and now as the, as the world is changing and it's evolving and, 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 and we are getting more technical nobody can stop you from doing you yeah. do you know what I mean that's yeah. just the they can't if you if you want to if you've got something so desperately inside your gut that you want to go for you want to go and do technology is there right now for it to happen yeah and the market then chooses whether, you, yeah, whether it blows up or not is up to yeah. the market and whether it exactly. gets attraction that's what, what's happening for boxing then do you, what, do you, do you, is it on the up is it on the rise because we keep saying that it is do you feel and what, what's that is that to do with the, the world expanding and boxing people talking to each other online and, and connecting things or do we need does society need that purity of a, a contest and kind of straight up a straight up fight why do you think it's got such appeal like listen, at the moment listen man the appeal's been through social media now. The appeal of boxing has been, you know, I mean, even though we are both, we both work down at Sky, but Sky has been major in that. IFL in the UK, yeah. Coogan Cashers, James Helder, they have been imperative well, that's a good in it. Example of the right? internet providing. Thank you very much. Yeah. Eddie Hearn has been imperative in it. Um, um, Fight hype, um, Razban and, and Uni, they've been imperative in it. Uh, Radio Raheem has been. There's so many different. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's so many guys who've been they're, they are so important that has made this game imagine great there's, articles every day sent to me on Twitter from different people right exactly there's not a day that I don't walk out of my house or I'm not going to the office or I'm not going to Sky that people don't want to stop me and, and embrace hug me and want to like talk boxing with me every single day like right now I'm living a dream because all I want to do is talk boxing <laughs> you know what I mean now, now it just happens that I'll be very fortunate that that that's that sky have got me and they pay me to talk boxing. What's the key to giving an opinion? Just be true to yourself. Is that what it comes? Well, down you know to? what? I ain't gonna lie to you. On certain times, I've been a punk in giving my opinion. Do you know what I mean? Like I've said things truthfully. Now I can say that I've said things because I've been emotionally involved. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I knew no, there was no way in hell that Kelbrook was gonna beat Golovkin. Yeah. Right. But whether I know his family and his mum, I started to say, look, Kelbrook's gonna whoop Golovkin. He's gonna outbox him. I knew that Kelbrook could give my run, but I knew at the end of the day that the size difference. You know what I mean? I knew in my heart, because let me tell you, I knew in my heart of hearts that there was no way that Nicholas Waters could beat um, Lomachenko. But the thing is, because I know Nicholas Waters and I know his dad from back home and he's a Jamaican, there's something inside of me saying, like, boy, you know what? That's a human side, isn't it? Right, do you understand? Yeah. No, I'm not, no, So what, what would you say on that note? Because um, we'll wrap it up in a second, yeah. but quick one, a hypothetical out there. Tyson Fury, hope, you know, God willing, he continues to make a recovery to the sport. And uh, where would you see him going up against Anthony Joshua, who you are 
close to. I don't know how you uh, whether, oh, you're close close. To Tyson, whether you're no, close no, to whether you're close to Tyson no, no, Fury no, no, or not. Fine. But but we know we, we are very very amicable. Yeah. Um, when we when we do. But you've always like, said to me you, you've always said to me you'd back the boxer over the fighter in most contests. Would you see Would you see that with with Fury versus Joshua, assuming that Tyson Fury can reclaim that kind of skill set that he showed against well, Klitschko? It's, it's not it's not the skill get that he reclaimed against could reclaim against what he did against Klitschko because if you think about that fight. Tyson Fury boxed the orders, he boxed excellent in that fight. Yeah. And that was that was superb, but when you think about it, that is two and a half years ago. Yeah. You know I mean? so it's a hot hot minute now. Um, but the he, potential surely is there for him to regain that. No, no, physically. no, but it's not the kick this see, boxing isn't physical, it's all mental, brother. Yeah. It's all mental. It's what we can't see. Right, it's what you can't see. And unfortunately, he you know what? I would love to sit down and talk with Tyson Fury. I'd love to, to go for a session with Tyson Fury. I would love to sit down and, and talk to Tyson and instill the power of I am inside of him because he has, he's got it. But my thing with Tyson Fury is the, the psychological demons. Yeah. Not the physical demons, the psychological demons. Because even the other day against the guy on his comeback fight, that guy was... Tyson Fury would look fat and overweight but what, how much did he lose because he must have been nearing 30 stone so for him to have come down and but it's more the psychological yeah. and and then it's like water finds his level so it's been public knowledge that Ricky Hatton's gone through some psychological problems as well then I would say that that's not the that's not the best team for him to be around right now me play, I've seen the bit and that's not no disrespect to Ricky Hatton because I think he's been a superb ambassador for British boxing right but you, sometimes you need like an, an older fatherly figure mentor a mentor to yeah that's what you need skills skill wise was employed running at Sullivan as to handle depression I think oh, of course it is because yeah. depression, depression and like you've had Leon McKenzie on here right uh, I haven't well, I've spoken oh, yeah, to, well, to Leon you've got to get Leon McKenzie yeah. on here uh, uh, former soccer player former professional fighter uh, it's, it's the those things and that's not me speaking out of line to anyone it's like but right now my mind is this I've just got to be true to myself um, and I'm taking this ego out of it I don't need to pick up myself and yeah, say I think what the, I'm the, doing. most important thing is that Fury's healthy and right and, that's, yeah. and Fury's excellent You got I'm telling you this now Fury's excellent and if he could reclaim back to the, the guy who fought Prince Gold I would I'd tip him to beat Andy Joshua I'm just being real you know what I mean I'd tip him to beat anybody in the world because that guy he's he clever elude, he can elude them he can elude shots um, he's, he's got he's got a, a, a fantastic array his repertoire of punches is very very good yeah and I think his ring IQ is bigger than these guys but then when you're seeing him he's looking a little bit roly-poly and you're seeing his finely tuned athlete in Anthony Joshua then you have to say because Anthony I know Joshua people say that not everyone's blessed with a body beautiful but fundamentally not carrying yeah, pounds, exactly. pounds of pounds of fat would right. make you a better right. boxer right exactly but all I'm saying is this the major thing is champion in life and I want to see Tyson Fury champion in life and when I say I want everybody to win, I really do mean it. I live by it. And you're not saying win at the end of the result of the fight. You're talking no, about winning, winning, winning in kind of and how winning they feel. Life. Yeah, yeah. And winning, that, winning. that state. 100% winning in life. It's just like, when you, when you left the show, when we were doing Total Talk together, I was gutted. I remember when you told me, oh, well, I'm not doing that one. I remember uh, yeah, we went, to that movie, went to that movie and I met your wife as well. And I was gutted. I mean, uh, gutted. The, uh, Lee, the, the Vinnie Paz story wasn't yep, it yep, yep. Yep. right and so imagine you're sat with someone week in week out for three to four years four years you're sat with somebody yep. and, you're, and, you're, and you're talking boxing with somebody 
for three to four years, you, you know I mean, it was like a double act. You get, you get that double act, and you get that affinity because we wasn't just a case every of, Wednesday, right? Yeah. Every Wednesday, but it wasn't just a case of that because we constantly keep in contact with each other. We go fights with each other, go to the movies. So you, you're gonna get that. So you get that. You get a brotherhood. It becomes like you're, you're not just your mate anymore. Yeah. It's not just your, your work colleague because you're, <laughs> your your colleague outside of work as well. And then that's gone. It was me going and doing the show. It was a little bit depressing. Then they were doing things. Then Ross came in and and Ross was like, at first like seemingly like trying to prove himself like right I've taken this so I've got to try and prove myself and I've got to give it to Spencer I said you can't give it to me because my knowledge on boxing is ridiculous nobody can give it to me on that <laughs> then it was like oh well, what we're going to do we're going to have test the knowledge is knowledge which I found a little bit condescending but then I spoke to Ed Robinson who I've seen the producer and he said it's not it's like you've got to learn to laugh at yourself a little bit now and it's the truth so so Ed Robinson helped me to take the seriousness of myself because everything was like look man I'm in here I'm representing because well step outside the ego right yeah. exactly I had to step outside the ego what people don't realise is like when I'm doing something it's different to when you're doing something we're doing something it's you, your wife and your children you're going home you're right. I'm doing something I'm thinking about right, my whole community and I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm yeah. uh, how can I say like I'm like I'm like I'm selling out I'm playing the game like and many people say oh but when you're you trying to be authentic right I'm trying to be authentic but then by trying to be authentic you end up Playing this like the whole world's against you kind of thing. Yeah. So I've just learned to balance. So you don't want to be deliberately it. controversial. No, for, I, yeah, I actually, yeah. I actually don't. But I'm just going to tell. I'm just going to with the truth. And what I realise now, of recent, is like I'm getting so many young kids stop me and say, "Well, you're no knowledge." And then like young kids just hugging me, saying, <laughs> "Like I listen to what you say because as far as I'm concerned, you're the guy." But what happens is this. And going back to your question, what you were saying about dealing with negative quotes and blah 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 and all the rest of it. What I realised, I spoke to a guy called Brother Polite, who's really internet famous, right? Okay. He's like a he's like a public speaker, and he was saying to me, "What it is is that haters are committed." Somebody likes you. Somebody says, "Oh <laughs> no!" If someone someone see what you're doing, say, "Oh well, you know, mate, thumbs up." They're just going to give you a thumbs up. They're not going to they're not going to say, "Oh, I thought it was brilliant when you said this, that, that, or blah, blah, yeah, blah." Yeah. They're not going to do that. But when you've got haters, haters are committed. Reason why? Because they're not happy with themselves. No, so no. obviously, if you're not happy with yourself, you're going to see this brash. And I'm not so young; I just look young, right? <laughs> this brash, cocky guy who likes to reel off dates and kind of showing off and this, that, that, and all the rest of it. You're not happy with yourself. So why on earth would you be happy with somebody who's confident within themselves? You're not going to be. Yeah, you invest, invest a lot of energy into actually to, to bother people as well and negativity. That's a fascinating thing. How much more people who are negative put into like right, kind of opinions and stuff like that and throwing if them around. You talk, uh, for every negative comment that somebody wrote about someone who trolls somebody and they said well I'm going to give you £10 for every negative comment that you make yeah. how much money would they have <laughs> yeah. right and you write these things don't make them feel better because you know what course, yeah. Obviously, you know what I mean you More writing, waste of their time as well someone, like, someone writing nonsense thank you someone writing nonsense and shit about me is not offending me in no way all it is is it acts as healing to rise my balloon because I know where I'm going and that's the bottom line Spence Let's go get a train, man. But it's been an absolute pleasure catching man, up. I really like your take man. on this. We'll, uh, we'll get this up there and um, yeah, share it around. Cheers, man. Nice Good one, man. Thank you very much.